This guy's been stoned since the third grade. You dick! When a guy has an orgasm, how much comes out? Learn it, know it, live it. It's Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Welcome to the Center Cut. I am Michael. And I'm Dave. And I hope your tongues are ready because we are joined by the Two Salty Broads podcast, Lindsay and Sapita. I realize now my intentions were good, you know, tongues, salty, (laughs) but I basically just said, hey, everybody lick our guests. My tongue's always ready, you know? Okay, David. Good, 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 good man. (laughs) I can touch my tongue to my nose, so... Fellas, ladies, everything in between. <laughs> Speaking of that tagline, you, I know you say that on your show. Ladies, what is your show? Why should people listen to you? Because we are awesome and sometimes funny. Okay, wrong. We're always funny, but we talk about nothing's off limits. And I think we're always mildly pissed off. And yeah. <laughs> that usually results in some good dialogue. Mm-hmm. I think we've covered everything from poop to astrology to dicks dude like there i mean smut and we've covered oh, yeah. everything there isn't a topic we won't talk about that that's sounds true. like our show that's very true yeah yeah i mean <laughs> that's why we're here yeah if you need a starting point i did check out a few episodes i've listened to the butts episode yes you mentioned mm-hmm. smut i did listen to the smut episode of course there was the celebrities that they they want to fight mm-hmm. that was a good one too Ooh. a lot of good stuff just saying yeah. yeah the list goes on we could do a part two and three of that i would love to do just a battle royale of celebs and i just go in there like Celebr- a Deathmatch, furiously punching. <laughs> Only if you're fighting Ellen. If you're fighting Ellen, I'm in. That would be dope. Oh, 100. Oh, percent I would fight her. Yeah, hit I think her with that chair. would be, That'd be an easy win. I don't know. I, I think <laughs> Ellen's done enough shit. What if all fighting that Ellen did was dance fighting? Dude, I'd maybe bust out like a sweet Macarena twerk yeah. kick. And then <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. But enough about dance fighting, Ellen. <laughs> David, what did we bring these two ladies on here to do today? Boy, oh boy. Well, these ladies let us watch Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And we are going to recap the first and last 15 minutes of that. And then Lindsay and Sapita have some questions for us about what happened in the middle. Now, Fast Times at Ridgemont High came out in 1982. It was Cameron Crowe's first writing credit. Stars many people who are now famous actors, but Sean Penn is probably the most prominent He's pretty great in it. It does rock a 78 on Rotten Tomatoes, and I think I'm just ready to roll right into it and start talking about it. Raw dog right into her. Let's get after it. Let's get after it then. The first 15 minutes, we uh, we start out, we're kind of introduced here over the first like four or five minutes just to basically every main character through a series of opening scenes. We got the beat by the Go-Go's mm-hmm. is playing as the intro credits roll, and, and we meet a number of these characters. Basically, they're all at the mall. Remember malls? There are more people in this mall than there are in every mall in America at this very moment. <laughs> Combined. Yeah. <laughs> Currently, yeah. Yeah, malls, man. If you showed yeah. this scene to a kid right now, they'd be like, what the hell is a mall? Like, this is lame as hell. It looks yeah. like a, a lobby in <laughs> Roblox, boomer. Remember when like you'd go shopping and then you'd go to the movies afterwards and then hang out in the food court? Yeah, back in the 90s, going to the mall was like a whole afternoon you could do stuff. Now it's like I go in there because it's the only place I can find an Apple store and then I leave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That logo, David, the logo that comes across is so 80s, it hurts. Mm -hmm. Even without the Go-Go's playing and the 80s outfits, like just that logo, you can tell when this movie came out. If you showed me 
just that font, I'd guess it was either an 80s movie or or maybe a lube brand. Fast Times? <laughs> it works. Yeah, it does. That sounds like a marketing idea. I know. Or either your merch store or <laughs> our merch store. <laughs> Fast Times Lube. <laughs> yeah. No chafing. No chafing. Yep, that is, that's the tagline. All right. So our first real scene here that's not just a bunch of, of teens in a mall is two or actually a few girls chatting about a cute guy who recently walked into the pizza place that they work. I think it's called Perry's or something like that. Two of these girls are just unimportant and we don't care about them. But one of them is Linda, who is one of our main characters who we see a number of times throughout. Mm -hmm. Apparently, this guy who walked in works at a stereo store, which I'd assume is now just a Verizon authorized dealer or something like that. But one of the girls (laughs) wants to go wait on him. She's like, Linda, I'm going to go. I'm going to go over there. And Linda's like, chill. That's Stacy's section. And Stacy is another one of our main characters. I would actually venture mm-hmm. to say she is like the main character, at least from the first fi- the first and last 15 mm-hmm. that we see. Yeah. We see probably the most of her. They talk about how she's not even in high school yet. So assuming the oldest she can be is 14, maybe 15. So we cut from uh, from their little scene in their pizza place over to Rat and Mike, who are two of our other main characters. Rat is a ticket taker at the movie theater that's in the mall here. And his friend Mike is an entrepreneur or shall I say just a scalper selling tickets to young children. Is it me or does this guy talk like he owns a condo and only sees his kids every other weekend? Why is he 45? Oh, for sure. Why is he 45? Yeah, he <laughs> sounds like he's 45. Yeah. He's on his third divorce. I like he, Mike's whole yeah. vibe. You would, David. <laughs> Pop collar with the jacket and the loose tie. Like that's my jam, man. Mike turns around and sells some young boys two tickets to see Van Halen. They want to see them in the first 10 rows for $20 a pop, which is insane. Yes. Yeah. Cause based yeah. on, so I, I looked up what and what would like $20 in the, in 82 be worth now, which is when the movie came out. And it's only $61. That would still be incredibly Jesus. affordable right now for close mm-hmm. to front row tickets to any kind of major event. I just recently went to go see Journey and Journey. Journey tickets, uh, like in the first 10 rows, were like four to five hundred dollars. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you saw old Journey. They saw young Van Halen. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. Imagine paying twenty dollars. If you paid twenty dollars now on top of it, you'd have to be inhaling dicks in a van. Get it? Inhaling for sure. In a van. Sure. That I'm so bad. The English language. Hate it. So that makes me very sad. But Mike's happy because he just made a little money selling these tickets to these kids. Rat seems kind of bummed. He's like, the theater over here is boring. Across the mall is where the party's at because it's the food court. So obviously. That's where the party's at, man. So Linda gives <laughs> Stacy at this point some tips on how to seduce cute stereo man. We find out later his name is Ron Johnson, which I just feel like is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, she uh, she she ends up going over there to to wait on him and laughs terribly at a joke that he made. And she tells him that she's 19, which is very clearly incredibly wrong. And he introduces himself as 26. And then he asks for her phone number. Bro, you look like a young Bob Saget and you're eating a meatball sub alone. How about you cool your jets on the youngins? <laughs> it wasn't a meatball sub. It was a meatball sandwich, which I've never heard of my life. <laughs> just, just white bread and meatballs. Like you cut it into pieces and yeah. like just squirt some ketchup on it and put it between two pieces of Wonder Bread. Hate this guy. So that's Hate what him. I'm assuming this guy Hate is him. eating. 
And now there's meatballs everywhere. They're just rolling out the back of his sandwich, and it's all bad. <laughs> Sounds like it could be kind of hot, though, right? No. Oh, yeah. Not even like a little the, bit. <laughs> meatball, like, falls out and, like, just leaves a splatter <laughs> of marinara on yeah, his Yeah, and you're like, oh, my ball. Yeah. 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 Runaway oh. balls. That, oh that's what gets you hot. Oh, is it hot in here, or is it just... <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> we uh, we leave the mall now for a few minutes, and uh, we meet uh, Judge Reinhold. Brad, he is walking into a small restaurant. All-American Burger. Yeah. So he's working at All-American Burger. He walks in, he walks behind the, the counter, kisses the girl who's working the front register here, and then uh, heads back, throws his apron on, and gets to work. Yep. I love Brad. His character is awesome. But the fact that he's happy to go like <laughs> to work at fried all American. potatoes and he's like, this is the best job yeah, ever. Like, in the zone. <laughs> like, bitch, this is food service. <laughs> everybody hates their life and everybody should either work in retail or food for a little bit yep, to be agreed. nicer to people. The fact that he is elated to assemble fast food for people blows my mind. And it's the most yep, unrealistic 100%. part about this. Film. I would agree with that. Yeah. So in uh, walks to this uh, this restaurant, All American Burger in walks. Jeff Spicoli. Young Sean Penn, a long blonde hair, immediately takes off his shirt. <laughs> immediately. And he's, he's kind of basically our last main character from most of the main characters that, that we mm-hmm. meet or the kids going to this school. He walks in with his little crew of potheads. Brad has to go over there and try and convince them to put their shirts back on. It's weird. I don't understand why they just immediately took their shirts off. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't know. I love it. It's a vibe, How man. I know they're not stoner surfer bros if they don't have their shirts off. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, like, dude. That's true. How do you recognize a surfer guy without his shirt off? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Or like his half wetsuit yeah, on. How do you point. know? It's a good point. Good point. Good point. <laughs> so we do we cut back to the mall again though. Stacy, they're they're leaving for the day. So Stacy is talking to Linda about some advice for Stereo Boy here, who apparently gave her his phone number as well. She tells her, just like, go get it, girl. Uh-huh. She said it just like that too. <laughs> she tells her that she had sex when she was 13. 13 years old. 13. Yep. I tried picturing myself doing it at 13 and all I could imagine was just like Nickelodeon mm. slime coming out of my penis or like silly string. <laughs> I listen, I'm an Italian stallion. Yes, but I was not ready at 13. No. At 13? At 13? No. No. <laughs> Too young. Maybe you just didn't get the right pep talk. Uh, Maybe you needed a Linda to tell you to just yeah. do it, girl. I was afraid <laughs> of the dark. Maybe that would have afraid of the dark. brought out the stallion. <laughs> He's still you're afraid, afraid of the dark. dark. We had this conversation before. Put on that Superman nightlight and <laughs> yeah, handle it. God. <laughs> Did you say a headlamp? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the Superman nightlight, not no. a headlamp. But a headlamp. You're not, you're not <laughs> spelunking. <laughs> yeah. Got my rope. <laughs> I'm ready. So we also do learn that Linda, who is currently still in high school, who lost her virginity at 13, has a fiance in Chicago. Bullshit. What bullshit. the hell? I'm calling bullshit on Lin- no. Do you think he doesn't no, fuck exist? Linda. She, she doesn't exist. She craves <laughs> attention. So you think that? Uh, interesting. Yep. Not a bad thought. Thank but you. off to school we go. It's time for school now. I would assume that what was just happening was the previous summer because this feels like the first day of school. This place is honestly a complete dump. There's graffiti everywhere. The whole front of the school is teepeed. <laughs> Nicholas Cage sticks an I am a homo sign on the back of some random guy. It's all very crazy. <laughs> 
This was chaos. This was like, this was Lord of the Flies. Okay. Like. Uh, speaking of TP, American Girl starts playing in the background as we kind of get introduced to the type mm. of people that all of these people are. We get an introduction to how Rat is a nerd and Brad is like the most popular kid in school for some reason. I have no idea why. It's the burger job. Yeah, his burger jobs really just shot him up to fame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is like an outcast who's just selling tickets all day, just on that grind. Forrest Whitaker's here. Don't know. Forrest. Spicoli's a pothead, but we already knew that. But we kind of get like this like little introduction to where all these where all these people fall on the social scale. But the bell rings and we're introduced to our first teacher, Mr. Hand. And he's a dick, so it's fitting. He takes a kid's hat off. He snaps a cigarette in half to check if it's pot. He grabs a candy bar right out of a kid's hand and then says there's no eating in class and then spells the word eating in just in case no one could understand what eating means. It was all terrible. But Spicoli has arrived, but Mr. Hand locked the door when he entered to keep anyone who was late out of the classroom, and then he has a little banter with Spicoli and then eventually gives him some attitude and sends him to the front office. And that's when Spicoli just straight up calls him a dick, which is great. I don't know how he does it, but I instantly yeah. both hate Spicoli and love him. He He's the I best know. part of the movie. He's the best part of the movie. He's essential for sure. Is he? Yeah, I think he's pretty essential. He breaks uh, it, it up. I think about, he does. He does think break it about up. if he removed all his scenes, since you've seen the whole thing, mm -hmm. wouldn't the movie be a little bit more uncomfortable? Oh, 100%. Yeah, you're right. At you're least right. from the yeah. like the first 15 and the last 15, it felt like he had really no importance to the plot line of the movie at all, but in terms of the actual story. But he's just, like you said, like, kind of there to just add some levity to the situation and break up the drama and everything. He's the blueberry to the pancake. Kind mm. of, yeah. And yeah. I think I like him just because every class I've ever had, there's always oh, a percent Love him. But it is lunchtime now, and something interesting happens at lunch uh. I never saw in high school. <laughs> Stacy and Linda are sitting at a table together and Stacy expresses that she just doesn't know anything about sex at all. She's a prude. She's young. She doesn't know anything, unlike Linda, who was just apparently down to clown before she was even a teen. But yeah, so they're sitting together and, and Linda proceeds to teach Stacy how to give a blowjob with a carrot and Stacy follows along with her own carrot. She gags once and it's like, yeah, okay, well, she doesn't know what's going on. And then a bunch of guys at a, a table next to them are just like watching intently and then cheer at the end when i don't know she the carrot climaxes i guess i don't know finishes yeah now were you guys impressed with stacy's technique i found it to be a little lackluster oh, oh it's I horrible but i'm so uncomfortable yeah. i'm so uncomfortable yeah. the 80s mm -hmm. were bad they couldn't even <laughs> sds right they couldn't even <laughs> sds right and imagine bringing a whole ass unwashed carrot for your lunch yeah who brings a carrot to school it's yeah, no one of the big carrots not and even it's like unwashed i would carrots. literally rather yeah. sd i would rather suck the dick than eat the unwashed carrot yeah. i would actually <laughs> apparently you don't need to peel a carrot you can eat it normally no i'm not doing that you also don't need to suck a dick but i mean yeah yeah, yeah. i like my carrot circumcised yeah. <laughs> thank you <laughs> <laughs> it's all very awkward and weird, and I wonder why this is happening. Linda and Stacy hang out a lot outside of school. Why do it at home? At the lunch table. Do it yeah. at home. This isn't the place or the time, girls. Where's <laughs> Mr. Hand when you need him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he could give them a hand. Mm, mm -hmm. No, that was no. Nichols no. earlier. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to tell you. I'll help myself out. <laughs> yeah. So, so we do meet teacher number two, which is the only two teachers that we see in our ends here, who is Mr. Vargas. It's Alfonso from Umbrella Academy. I'm just kidding. He's so <laughs> ugly. 
This guy's so ugly. What is this guy's face? <laughs> it's like bad. It's, he looks like you ever seen that famous painting of the, the screaming like, yeah. ghost yeah, thing? <laughs> that's what bit. he looks yeah. like. Tell me that's not what he but looks yeah, the, like. The class is talking. <laughs> Apparently this class, like this is biology, and they take him to a morgue to like dissect a dead body at the end of the class, which is really intense. <laughs> sure do. Yeah. So yeah, metal. Really intense. <laughs> But this is the moment where we see Rat fall in love with Stacy at first sight. She's playing with a live monkey in this classroom. <laughs> and and uh, yeah. she's just super cute. And Rat's like, oh, my God, I'm in love. And then literally the next sentence was him saying, Mike, I'm in love. They're back at, I would assume, a Mike's house. It seems like it would be Mike's room because it's just dark and dingy and weird. And he <laughs> says he's in love with Stacy. That's it. It's all It's all over for him. He's, he's also going to have a fiancé by the end of high school. And Mike proceeds to call him a wuss, which he defines as part wimp, part pussy. And that's the end of our first 15 minutes. Yeah, which is a pretty good stopping point because it pretty much all spirals from there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The last 15 minutes begins at 1 hour, 12 minutes, and 20 seconds. And one of the three Pat Benatar girls, be damned, that crazy Mr. Vargas is bringing the class to a morgue to play with a dead body, just <laughs> like they thought. <laughs> As promised. Now, remember when I said the, the movie logo could be a lube brand? Spicoli's shirt <laughs> is sex yep. wax. Coincidence? <laughs> so good. I think not. That's actually a <laughs> uh, surfboard wax, though. Yeah. Surfboard That's like wax, a real yeah. wax. Yeah. I know. So this five-head having teacher, Vargas, starts pulling out organs out of this dead dude like, like it ain't nothing. For a second, though, can we just talk about how this... So when they walk in, this dead dude is covered by like a, a sheet or whatever. And there is a like mm-hmm. a clear plastic window in the sheet that is almost perfectly where this man's junk would be. Easy access. I mean, the penis is the window to life. That's true. <laughs> window to <Yep>. your soul. <laughs> Stare into the hole. Merch idea. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, idea. <laughs> So Stacy, the girl who literally couldn't naturally intuit how to suck a dick, starts to gag, go figure, and runs out of the room. <laughs> nice guy rat goes to console her, and it sucks because nice guys finish last 90% of the time. You ladies, you just like to be hurt. You like to be hurt mercilessly. Maybe not you, but ladies in general. <laughs> anyway, it is fitting that they exit the hospital, Handcock Memorial, because that's just what nice guy rat is going to have to get used to. Handcock. I'm so good at words. It's astounding. Next, we get a montage of Mr. Hand's class taking their final exams and Mr. Vargas's class as well. Both classes are taking their tests very different as expected. Mr. Hand is no nonsense and literally everybody in Vargas's class is either stealing answers or using cheat sheets while he fiddles with a Rubik's Cube. Classic 80s tomfoolery. Yep. Classic. Later that evening at Spicoli's house, he's hitting a bong and then his friend, young Eric Stoltz, calls and Spicoli shows how stoned he is by slapping himself in the head with one of his van's checkered slip-ons. This guy's a riot. I don't know why he does it. I don't <laughs> yeah. get it. I don't understand. It's I don't like even think he knows Demonstrating why he the it. hollowness of his brain. I think so. And how high he like, is. Just that it doesn't hurt. Right? Yeah, it doesn't like, hurt. Yeah, he's just on another yep. planet. His brain is on vacay. Unfortunately, Mr. Hand shows up to Spicoli's house and says he's going to quiz him on history stuff since... Spicoli wasted eight hours of his time in class. Which is like incredible that like he let any of this happen. If my teacher showed up, I would tell them to fuck mm-hmm. right off. I mean, this teacher would immediately be fired now. Oh, for sure. Oh, show up at the house of a student and just like walk into their bedroom. Are you on crack? <laughs> I hope there's a fan fiction 
of no. Mr. Hand and no. Spicoli. No, I hope they're. No. I hope it's out Guaranteed there. Guaranteed, it is. We're like forty years past this. It exists. It's the ending we deserved. <laughs> but the graduation dances tonight. Poor, poor Spicoli. Maybe he will miss the dance. We don't know yet, but we find out. Speaking of the dance, <laughs> <laughs> good teaser. The dance is just so early '80s. It hurts. Yep. <laughs> Not a single person's twerking. No, no twerking. Mike apologizes to Rat for doing something shitty. I think mm-hmm. there's a question mm-hmm. about it. Maybe tangentially. I have some theories. We'll get there. Spicoli surprisingly answers a question right in a very Spicoli way. And that's enough for Mr. Hand. Mm-hmm. They shake hands and he's on his way after looking at the pictures of naked woman on his wall. Yeah. Fired immediately. D- is that what your bedroom walls look like in high school, by no. the way? Yep. Do you guys have naked women on your walls? I did. Here's what I did. <laughs> it's very unfortunate. I believe you're at least you're close to us in age. So you may know of what I'm talking about. In the mail in the late 90s to early 2000s, you would get bombarded by CDs for free AOL. You'd just get like free minutes of AOL yeah. on a CD. Just super weird. Yeah. yeah. I took those CDs and I would hang them by string from my ceiling. I don't know why. Yikes. That's what I did. You were one of those people yeah. with like the little AOL, the little yellow AOL guy yep. on him. Uh, you're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> when I was young, computers were finally starting to become prominent. I remember looking at porn online, but then I could only do it in like little tiny windows before my family got home. <laughs> so I would like literally print stuff off and then I had like a folder of pornography that was like behind my bed that my mom found one time like years later. Why is our cerulean ink always empty? <laughs> also, my grandmother used to come down and play like Hoyle board games and shit in like the morning my grandmother lived with us and like once I destroyed this old compact computer so bad that anytime she would open it up, just porn would pop up and my grandmother's like sitting there and like, she's like, oh, <laughs> do you still have your folder? I don't think so. Ooh, Unless damn. my mom still has it, which would be real weird. <laughs> I'll put this with his fifth grade exams and the pictures and colors. <laughs> weird, but my mom is like notorious for not throwing things away. Like I wouldn't even be that surprise this was david's first jerk off <laughs> this is my first yeah there's like written on the back <laughs> you like, gotta save date. your taste <laughs> yeah <laughs> july 3rd 1998 <laughs> no i would have been nine that's definitely not when that happened anyway <laughs> back at the dance we learn that mr vargas has a hot wife even though he looks like somebody squeezed his head with a vice grip typical 80s comedy joke <laughs> hot wife ugly man yeah and spicolian dudes finally arrive in their hot boxed bus they made it. Yeah, dude. In the girls' room, Linda reads a letter she wrote to who I'm guessing is the fake long-distance fiancé man about how he's a douche. She reads this to Stacy aloud. I really just think that she makes everything up for attention. Judging by her carrot skill, she has never blown a dude. <laughs> no, I don't think she's making that up. The sexual stuff. I don't think she's making up the fact that she's done sex stuff. I think that she's making up this guy. Now that you said it, it makes sense. Because, like, how quickly she went from sad to fine and Stacy, like, said nothing. And she was like, you make me feel so much better. It's like Stacy barely said anything. You might be right. Let me ask you, ladies, this. Is there any proof in the middle that this man actually exists? Like, is there physical evidence that he exists? No. No. But there's maybe they talk about it. might not. I 
know people like Linda. Back in high school, they would maybe go out on a date with an older guy or, or, you know, they'd sleep with an older guy. And they would build this story in their head that, hey, we're together. He's my boyfriend. He's not. He's already on to the next underage girl, but yeah, you know, I got you. So, so, so you think she's maybe delusional. not doing it as a yeah. as a way of getting attention, but she's just she's convinced in her mind that they're in a relationship, even though he exactly. has no part in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's moved on. Yeah, yeah, mm, maybe. I could be open to that. So at the dance, Spicoli joins the band to help sing Wooly Bully. And that's actually it for the dance scene. It was much shorter than I anticipated the dance scene being. And I'm, I'm glad <laughs> because every single goddamn movie, yeah. including a middle school or a high school, includes a dance. And goddamn it, I'm sick of it. Mm-hmm. I'm just sick of the school dances in media. What's your beef with the dances? It's a <sighs> quintessential part of that era. Like yeah, you've seen I Carrie. That's what his beef is. Yeah, I don't like He's dancing. I don't, well, I don't like getting sweaty. And when you dance you get sweaty so you don't have sex no, i do it has to be a, in the air conditioning or an igloo oh, yeah there's like a industrial fan yeah, going it's just it's a thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a special room in his house that he keeps at 50 degrees yeah go into yes. the sex room back at the mall presumably a different night <laughs> stacy opines how she wants romance in a relationship now and not sex cue rat across the way who she calls over oh rat what was her wave her initial wave like to, to say hello to rat across the mall was absurd she just like fucking threw her arms around like willy-nilly like, like she was drowning in the ocean what the heck yeah exactly <laughs> it was me. insane well that's what it was she wants to be saved well, we saw how she sds with carrots yeah. what makes you think she'd be any good at waving just a, right, just a wave she wants to be yeah. saved from the ocean of sadness it's a metaphor david <gasps> no it's <sighs> not yeah. You're putting way too. <laughs> I mean, I also like we're digging into Linda's character in a way that doesn't exist in the in the actual movie. <laughs> this is an 80s comedy about high schoolers. Like no one's thinking about like Linda's backstory or any bullshit like that. No, they're thinking about Linda's backside, yeah. but not yeah. her backstory. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Stacy gives Rat a picture of herself. He agrees to call her over the summer and she gives him a big old smooch. He goes home and immediately rubs the picture all over his pee-pee and gets a paper cut and the credits roll. No, no, no. But <laughs> you know that he at least <laughs> jerked off ended. to that picture one time. At least once. Oh, 100%. But cut to Mighty Mart, where Brad, Judge Reinhold now works. Something happened in the middle. There's questions about it. Spicoli comes in. Brad says that Spicoli needs to get a job. And he asks to use the restroom. Uh-oh. A robber immediately comes in Uh-oh. and yells for Brad to open the safe. While Brad struggles, Spicoli comes out, which distracts the loser. Brad throws coffee in his face and then holds him at gunpoint as the wheelman drives away. As Spicoli puts it, all right, Hamilton. <laughs> if you want to come into my house and steal my valuables, fine. If you have a gun to my head, fine. Whatever. Take them. But if you knock over my plate of freshly baked cookies... <laughs> Shit, <laughs> gonna get real quick. <laughs> he didn't need to do that. He didn't need to do that. He didn't need to do that. I'm also gonna wager that the cookies on the counter were not. <laughs> that's that's true. true. Like, Those were probably like, there for Brad at least two and a half weeks. Like, bake cookies <laughs> at the yeah. Mighty Mart. Like, yeah, they've been sitting there for. Brad could a have few easily weeks. thrown those at the guy to see him. <laughs> those were weapons yeah. at that point. <laughs> Ninja stars, no. Yeah. Stale cookies, hell yeah. Fair <laughs> And then we get our classic end of film montage with text explaining what happened to all of our main players. I think this might be the first movie we've covered where this happens. This is actually a movie trope that I love, though, when it's done right. 
Because yeah. like when you care about characters, mm-hmm. you want to know what happens to them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't love it. the ones that look like years and years into the future. I like this one that was like, this is what happened next week. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so what we learn is Brad becomes manager of the convenience store. Mike gets in trouble for scalping and now works at 7-Eleven. Vargas fists a chicken and drinks coffee now. Kind of pointless. Linda Mm -hmm. is going to college and lives with a professor, or so she says. As we know, she's a liar. Rat and Stacy are an item, but they're still virgins. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know if Stacy's a virgin. Maybe. But they still haven't. The two of them haven't had sex. Mr. Hand thinks everybody's on dope. That one's kind of disappointing. Like, give me more about Mr. Hand. What does he do for fun? What are his kinks? Come on. (laughs) Yeah, as I get older, Mr. Hand was kind of my favorite character. Yeah. These kids are all over the place. And Mr. Hand's just here trying to get everyone's shit figured out for him. Kind of liked him. At least from the end. Maybe he's a real jerk in the middle. But from the end. I don't know that, like, he became vice principal and, like, and just, uh, you know, lived his life happily till retirement. I want to know. I want to know. And then started to. <laughs> it all comes full circle. Spicoli saved Brooke Shields from drowning and spends all the money to get Van Halen to play his birthday party. Icon. Mm-hmm. It probably only costed like 40 bucks. So. <laughs> Thanks for saving my life. Here's 30 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and then the credits start to roll, but there, there's still scenes happening. There's a few scenes of restaurants and the convenience store closing for the night, along with some, some shops in the mall. And finally, a the end on an arcade game which is kind of a weird way to end, but okay, I'll take it. The movie's over. It's an 80s way to end. Yeah. So that was Fast Times at Ridgemont High, at least the ends. Now, before mm. we get into the questions that Lindsay and Sapita created about the middle, we're going to break into a center commercial. Fast Times in the center commercial. Woo! There is no ad today. In place of the ad, we want to spend some time talking to you about things that you should do to help us out. Because you like us. Really like us. Hopefully. And there's a lot of cool things that you can do. If you have the time on whatever platform you're using, whether it's Apple Podcasts, whether it's Spotify, whether it's Good Pause, whether it's some weird Russian one that you shouldn't be using, leave us a rating and more importantly, a review. Five stars, please a nice little review about how much you like listening and laughing and touching yourself to our voices. It will help us go up the ranks in whatever that platform is. They are extremely helpful if you have the time or you could even do it now. Why don't you just pause? We'll wait. Okay, we've paused long enough. Mm -hmm. Okay, so yes, thank you. We appreciate that. You're the best. If you only do things in real life, you could always tell a friend. Tell a friend about your boy, Michael and David. Yeah, maybe you don't like typing on those stupid little weird computers in their pockets and you just want to like say hello to a friend and be like, hey, listen to them. You should do that. We'd appreciate it. But David, what else could people do? Yeah, if they want more of this, then they can go on any of our social medias. We're posting stuff. You can go check us out on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or Twitter. Just search the center cut. And if you have feedback, you can send it to the center cut cast at gmail.com or send us an audio message at podinbox.com slash the center cut. Because you're the best. Thank you. Thanks. All right. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. That's a different you should movie. apologize. Yeah. <laughs> it's because we're talking about 80s stuff. Lindsay, Sapita, you have created some great questions for us about the middle. I'm very excited to beat David as normally happens. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to ask us? That's statistically incorrect, but fine. Whatever you want to say. <laughs> yeah. We're about to settle it right now. These questions are a carrot and I'm ready to suck. Let's do it. 
<laughs> Hell yeah. So we did talk about, I, I forgot that Stacy mentions how old she was to Ron, but I'll ask the question again. How old does Stacy tell Ron, uh, the stereo salesman, she is, and what do they do on their date? You can go first, David. Yeah. So as we know, she tells Ron that she is 19, mm-hmm. but I, I think they have sex. I think she loses her virginity to this man. That's their date, though? But that's not a date. The date isn't just, let's go have sex. Like, they got to do something before the yeah. date. Yeah. Okay, th- then fine. They go to a movie, then they have sex. Okay. But they have sex. I'm kind of with you. Now, Now, this is an 80s comedy, mind you, and this guy loved meatballs. So I think that he takes her to a different Italian restaurant, and then he tries to stick his linguine in a jar of ragu. But he doesn't want her to get prego, <laughs> so he pulls out and psh, mozzarella everywhere. Am I even remotely close? <laughs> God, no. I hated that song. I mean, we don't know that. Technically, oh, yeah. we don't okay. know that. That's true. That's you could true. be right on. We don't know. So where's the date? <laughs> they go to the point. Yeah. Which is oh, like, like this infamous... Sex spot. Yes. Like mm, a little gotcha. make out. Which really, the point is actually just this... It Whoa. looks like this dingy tunnel with graffiti <laughs> on it. It's not mm. even like an uh, overlook of the city. <laughs> it's not... They lay down in a in a tunnel. Tunnel. Like in a ditch, in a probably piss-soaked tunnel, and they go yeah. to town on each other. Well, and the, by go to town, it was like... 15 seconds. Well, of- we don't. Yeah, we don't know if there was, mm. you know, bootsarella, linguine, yeah, ragu. Okay. We don't know All right. what was so where. But- they literally just don't, they just literally just go to just hook up. No dinner, no nothing. They just go and bone. Wow. So yeah. does that mean David's right? Yeah. Yeah. But I also, part of my answer was that they do do it. So do I get half a point? It's up to you guys. Don't Ron let Michael bully point. you into anything you don't want to do. <laughs> You can get a half a point. Thank but, you. One point to a half a point. But what, I mean, what does that actually mean? In if the if end? I beat like, him by a half a point, it means a whole lot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, question number two. Why does Brad want to break up with Lisa? Lisa is the girl that Ooh. he kisses. Mm-hmm. This is kind of a boring answer, but I, I think... I think he's just bored with her. He had to kiss the side of her face when he showed up to work. And I think we know from the beginning with silly baby blue car that he cares a lot about what people think about him. And I think he just wants to be cool man on campus, even though he's Judge fucking Reinhold. And you can't be cool man on campus if you're tied down to a hamburger cashier. So, Linda, I'm you're still it. really confused as how Judge Reinhold got cast as like the super popular dude. It's just <laughs> weird. Yeah, but that but that's my answer. He is bored by her and wants to be able to just be like the cool dude who can just get all the pussy. So I think this actually takes place after the infamous Linda scene coming out of the pool. And I think that Brad has decided that he loves Linda and breaks up with Lisa because he wants to be with Linda. Okay. So actually, it's basically because he's kind of bored. So he literally says they've been together for two years. She's great in bed. Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. But he's a single, successful guy, and it's his last year in school, and he wants his freedom. I'm pretty sure I nailed it. I'm pretty sure I, I know about it. that. I'm pretty sure you did. That feels a little half pointy what? to me. I don't know. I don't know. I'd give him like, a full he point. Was, it's not he's because not he's bored. bored. He just, yeah. He but just, I said that he wanted to be like cool man on campus and be able to have other women. That's like literally what they just said. That's why you get the half a point. But like. 0.75. Thank you. Oh, well, no, no. Because that that's too much math. You get half a point or you get nothing. <laughs> uh, Fine. I'll take a half a point. But I think it should be a full <laughs> point. Anyway, it's tied one to one then. Okay. All right. What was written on the wall when Brad is cleaning and practicing his breakup speech to Lisa? 
he is cleaning the bathroom at the All American Burger, and it's coming off mm-hmm. of the the mirror. And someone wrote on there with like uh, lipstick or something. It says "For a good time, call." And then there's a phone number. Okay, so are we saying actually written on the wall, or are we talking like writing on the wall metaphorically? No, no, like, actually, what written, is actually okay. written on the wall. So then, if we're talking about actually on the wall, we know from the first fifteen there's that the no shirt, no shoes, no dice sign. So I think he actually, I think it's that sign. And over no dice, he puts no Lisa. And then under it, in black marker, he writes all the pussy. So now reads no shirt, no shoes, no Lisa, all the pussy. It's like a raunchy version of that motivational hang in there cat poster. Because it's what he wants. That is interesting. I mean, it's wrong, but Ah. it's also close. (laughs) You're making faces like I got it right. Damn it. You were very close. What's the answer? I want to know how close he was. Big hairy pussy. <laughs> oh, so he just said the so he just said the word pussy. I mean, okay. but, yeah, that, but like that was like I think that's, that's a half a point. I think that's a half a point. <laughs> just nailing half a point. You didn't win this shit by winning half points. <laughs> you literally just said the word pussy. I yeah, but I mean, of Big all the, there's pussy. like a million words, and I said one of the words. I think you did. I'm getting a half a point, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's a half right there. One and a half to one, David. <laughs> Suck on this carrot. Congratulations on all your half points. <laughs> Why does Brad, we're still stuck on Brad because obviously Because he's Reinhold's so popular cool and major. I yeah. know. Totally. Why does he get fired from All-American Burger? I think it's because he does break up with Lisa and Lisa is the owner's daughter. Stupid old Brad thought he could keep working there even after that dumbass move. But nope, he is insta-fired for breaking up with the owner's daughter. That's exactly what I wrote. Really? That Lisa Lisa's the <laughs> owner's daughter. Really? Yeah. You're both wrong. Damn it. It was good logic. And in your defense is there's no way you were going to get it. So the reason is customer comes in and wants a refund, even though he ate all of his meal. (laughs) And Brad freaks out and says, Mr. If you don't shut up, I'm going to kick 100% of your ass. (laughs) And then he gets fired. Yeah. He like freaks out. What a great and line. He does it because like the nervous guy at the burger joint won't deal with the customer. So uh, Brad yeah. has to go deal with it. Got him. it. Yeah. Was it Arnold the nervous guy, Arnold? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right, so he the did one get the job. He gets nice. the job for. Cool. Yeah. Yep. He did get the job. All right. Next question. When Rat asks Mike for advice ahead of his date with Stacy, Mike gives him a special five point plan. What is it? I think this actually references back to something Michael said earlier. In thinking that pretending to be uninterested and just being an asshole to a girl is the way to achieve the the path to success in this instance. So I think it's five point plan is talk about other girls. Don't hold open doors or pay for dinner or do anything manner related. Never let her know how much you like her. Don't compliment her and use backhanded compliments if you do. And then step five, she'll she'll come to you. Okay, so five points. I think he says, mm-hmm. okay, your thumb goes over your ring finger, your pointer finger and middle finger go in her carrot hole. The ring finger, again, under your thumb <laughs> and the pinky, you're going to want to block your ears for this one, Mark. No, I am. No, I, I think I've said this before in the podcast. I loathe people with shocker stickers on their Honda Civic. Like if you're into the shocker, you are the same genre of person who probably likes Machine Gun Kelly and drinks Bang Energy drinks. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, 100%. 100%. Stupid. I would also be willing that like 95% of the people with a shocker sticker on their bumper have never actually done the shocker that or ha- even maybe had sex at all. Fair point. No, the real answer, <laughs> yeah. my real answer here, the five-point plan. Okay, rat, first thing first. You got to open the car door for her, real polite-like. Then you bring her to a fancy restaurant. You order for her. Ladies like that. Then you pay the bill, but you make her leave the tip. That way she knows you'll take care of her, but they say no free-for-all. Fourth of all, 
You take her for ice cream after. Bitches love ice cream. Last, you bring her to somewhere nice, you park the car, and you ask her, Stacy, you ever hear the Clarence Carter hit song, Strokin'? I'm thinking of making my own version. You want to be my backup singer? It's foolproof, foolproof. Foolproof. So plan. we took very opposite. We did. Routes. Yeah, we were yeah. the opposites. You think Mike is just suggesting being very polite and yeah. being a nice, a nice uh, date, and then, and you, s- and then you slip like it in at the end. Yeah, yeah. I think the, to me, they both get half a point because you guys both actually hit one parts on his really? plan. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he is a mix uh, of dismissive okay. and polite. All right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well. So step one is you never let on how much you like a girl. So that's Dave's Which is point. What Dave said. Yep. Yeah. You're like, hey, hey, what's up, Stacy? How's it going? <laughs> And then two, you always call the shots. So we're going to go here. This is the best place. I know it. It's happening. We're going. <laughs> Three, act like wherever you are, that's the place to be. This is dope, isn't it? Four, when ordering food, you find out what she wants and order it for the both of you. Yeah. These chicks love that, apparently. Mm-hmm. And five, when it comes to making out whenever possible, put on side one of Led Zeppelin far. <laughs> so... Well, we didn't get that last part, but yeah. No, no that was wow. hyper specific. I would have given you guys 50 points if you got that last one. And I would have asked why the fuck that was on your list. I mean, I did reference a song, so should I, I should get you it. Did, no, but you did, but... You fucking Nasty was begging, don't... don't even... <laughs> Be Not even so half a point each. All right, so it's two to one half and a, a half. Point each. Two to one and a half, David. Okay. What happens on Stacy's date with Mark Ratner? I think he follows Mike's plan. He has dinner. He gets her dessert. It's all going smoothly. But then I think he's too scared to do the last part, to do the, I'd be stroking. He doesn't do that part. He's too nervous. Or in this case, the real answer, the, he doesn't play Led Zeppelin. He, he forgot the cassette. Stacy closes her eyes for a goodnight kiss. He closes his eyes too, like they're toddlers playing hide and seek. And then he gets so embarrassed that he poops his pants and runs off. And if I was right up until the pants pooping part, you can just cut that part out and still give me the point. <laughs> that part is absolutely part of it. If he doesn't poop his pants, no points. <laughs> It's <laughs> 80s comedy. It's possible. It's within the realm of possibility. I mean, it's possible, but I don't think he poops his pants. Pretty confident there's no pant pooping, but you never know. I would say, you know, I think the date of following Mike's plan actually went pretty decently, and they end up uh, making out, and they do actually listen to Led Zeppelin. It goes well, and then she gives him a blowjob, hearkening back to the wow. learning how to give a blowjob in the beginning. Wow, you think so? Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't, know about, I don't know yeah, about that, David. Well, we'll see. So the actual answer is he leaves his wallet at home. <laughs> so he has to call Mike <laughs> to bring his wallet to the restaurant. <laughs> and after the date, Stacy invites him into her house mm-hmm. to have sex. And they start making out and kissing. But then he freaks out and leaves. And does he? Is there poop in his pants? Do we know? There's no poop. Uh, we can't. We can't rule it out. Well, yeah, we, we didn't. We don't have proof deny, either way. I'm pretty we don't sure know. we could rule out that there was a poop. In his pants. <laughs> That's maybe why he left. He yeah. pooped on accident. He got scared <laughs> when he was running out. Were his legs close together? Like was he? <laughs> no. Was he waddling like a duck? <laughs> yeah. So no points, I guess. Sounds like a no pointer. Um, yeah. No no, pointer. All right. Fine. I'll still yeah. take my half a point lead. Okay. So how does Jeff, which is Sean Penn's character? Wreck Charles, who's Forrest Whitaker's character's car, and what does he blame it on? He is driving his just completely smoked out van, backs it into Forrest Whitaker's car, and then he just very directly blames it on the pot. 
Like, it's just like, I'm too high. I couldn't see anything because of the smoke of the car, and I backed into it. Interesting. But he says it more Spicoli-like. Mm, okay. <laughs> so I took it as if he was driving the car, so that my answer is around that. I, I think he's driving Whitaker's car, and just mid-trip, he just starts messing with the tape deck instead of looking at the road, which I get. I was of the giant goddamn briefcase full of CDs generation. I had to dodge many an accident myself. But I think Same. that he blames it on the fact that he's used to his manual transmission VW bus. Like, I can't drive an automatic man, which is supposed to be hilarious and ironic because usually it's the other way around. Like, you don't know how to drive a stick, but he knows how to drive a stick and not the automatic. That was pretty good, but both wrong. Damn it. So he was driving okay. Charles's car and he's with Charles's younger brother because they hang out apparently. Okay. And they are high as hell and they basically... Oh, narrowly avoid hitting a car. They're weaving in and out of traffic, and they end up veering into a construction site and knocking over a bunch of metal poles, mm. and then they crash into a pile of bricks. And <laughs> so he blames it on the rival school, Lincoln, by completely beating the car to shit and riding like down with Ridgemont or fuck Ridgemont uh. or something like that. Because Charles is a uh, football. Got it. That's actually not a bad It's pretty brilliant. Plan, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a secret genius. Yeah. I just assumed that it would have just been like a spur of the moment, like, uh, I don't know, kind of thing. I am i can't <laughs> believe how thought out that, yeah. that whole thing is. Spicoli's secretly smart. He had a he moment really of clarity. Yeah. yeah, he's like secretly super smart. If yeah. he sobered up, he'd probably be like a rocket scientist, I bet. Oh. Or maybe the weed is just giving him like these inhuman powers of... Yeah. Like, they give him these ideas that nobody <laughs> yeah. else would ever think That's of. true. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well... Still two to one and a half. So what is the context or what is happening behind the infamous scene of Linda coming out of the pool in her red bikini? I don't know if you guys have seen that before. If you're aware, nope. it's pretty famous. I've never seen it. When you say a girl coming out of a pool in a red bikini, an image pops into my brain and I'm assuming it is that. Yeah. So I must have saw the image or something at some point. When you were downloading images and putting them <laughs> in your folder. I <laughs> in the folder, David. It's in the folder. Yeah, it's in the folder, Secret man. Folder. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess to like describe it to you, she's she's coming out of the pool and it's super slow-mo, super hot. Okay. There's water everywhere. Yeah. All right. So I will say that Mike is there trying to put the moves on Stacy, which is the, I think that's the bad thing that he did to Rat that he's apologizing for. And Linda coming out of the pool all slow-mo and sexy changes up his whole mindset. And now he just wants to bang her instead and pushes Stacy in the pool even though she's fully closed, just like full palm to her face, shoves her in. He's a real tool. And then Brad is there because he's Stacy's brother. I, I know that because when I pulled the cast list for the info, they have the same last name, Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Brad punches Mike right in the nose, and then he grabs him by the scalp, and he's like, how's this for scalping, you jerk? And then he throws Mike in the pool. It's a mess. There's water all over the side of the pool. Linda slips on the water. She twists her ankle. Brad runs over to help her, and then he falls in the pool. It's just pure mayhem. Everyone's in the pool, all wet and fully clothed. Wow. <laughs> That was a lot. lot. The cool thing, too, is that like he so this is let me pull back the curtain a little bit. This is what Michael does is he makes up this giant story so that if even if one little (laughs) tiny piece of that was in the movie, he could be like, I should get a half a point. Stacy did touch the water a little. 
So <laughs> what I'm going to say is that, one, that whole thing basically didn't talk at all about the context to explain why she was doing the thing that she was doing. I mean, <laughs> you need a reason to walk out of the pool? Because I'm fucking dug in the pool. That's the whole question of the context behind the infamous scene is like, mm-hmm. what caused that to happen? Like, why did that mm-hmm. happen? That's the whole question. I disagree. I think mm-hmm. the, asking about the context well, that's means fine. what's going on. What's going on in the world? around her so i'm actually kind of sort of on the same wavelength as you in terms of mike and mike trying to seduce stacy and i don't really think that's all that important to this question except i do believe that linda in order to try and help stacy like because she thinks that it's better for her to be with rat is linda is trying to seduce mike and does that thing to try and take Mike's attention away from Stacy. Linda's trying to be a good friend to Stacy and trying to get Mike out of the picture. So she's trying to seduce him. And that is why she does her that whole, you know, I'm super hot and getting out of a pool really sexily scene. All right. So you were both wrong. Damn it. Mm-hmm. It's actually, it doesn't but, actually happen. I mean, they got a little bit. They got one small thing about it, right? Small thing. Okay, so Linda's there, Rat is there, and Mike is there. Huh? Michael was kind of right in that Brad shows up, hmm? but this scene has to do a lot with what's going on in Brad's head because he sees the kids by the pool, he goes into the bathroom, and this scene of her coming out of the pool and then later she opens her top and makes out with Brad is a fantasy of his. Uh, In reality, she jumps into the pool, gets water in her ear, goes to the bathroom to get a Q-tip where Brad is there stroking his... Uh, wow, he be stroking. stroking. His... Wow. Yeah, okay. he's like watching out of the bathroom window, beating it. Yeah. Wow, that is... And she catches him mid-stroke and then freaks out and gets out of the bathroom. Wow. He... Wow. Okay. Interesting. I would have never guessed that that was a fantasy in any of their heads. Yeah. 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 So her ripping her top off, it's all just yeah. a fantasy. Judge mm-hmm. has got his gavel and he's going to town. Wow. All right. <laughs> wow. So like 8,000 years ago when I said that, that Brad had a crush on Linda, I was actually kind of sort of right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were. All right. But that was a long time ago and had nothing to do with that question. So, oh, well. So, womp womp. Okay. Well, I think we're on the last yep. question and I think I'm leading yep. two to one and a half, David. So Linda defaces and or writes on Mike's car and locker. Not or. She like defaces it. She writes okay. on uh, his car and his locker. What does she write and why? So I think that she writes liar on both his car and his locker because he sells her tickets to see a show, but they aren't actual real tickets. And when she tries to go, they turn her away because she's not allowed to go in and she feels embarrassed. And that for Linda would be the end of the world. So she like freaks out, writes a liar on his car and his locker. Okay. Liar is believable. I think that Linda is mad about Mike not following through with Stacy. And while she plays it that she's doing it because she's a good friend and doing this for Stacy. I really think that she's only defacing the car in the locker for attention like everything else she does. But I think that she writes, Mike sucks rat dick. And it works on two levels because one, that would mean he's into putting tiny little microscopic peepees in his mouth. But two, he also swallowed his friend rat's penis. Either way, it's not a good look in 1982, hence the graffiti. Right. Mike sucks rat dick. All right. 
I mean, the wording is wrong, but the reasoning was kind of right. Mm. I don't know. So, really. so what she writes is prick because he prick. doesn't follow through with Stacy. So she mm. writes but, prick I mean, and little prick on his locker because well, he follows through. He just yeah. Well, he, no, because he has sex with Stacy. What he does? And he got her pregnant. What? Yeah, oh yeah, he they, got her they, what? pregnant. House. He got her pregnant. Yeah, in this shit escalated, house. right? What? <laughs> Little Stacy, we're talking about the same Stacy. After she has sex with a stereo salesman, she gets awoken mm-hmm. and she decides after Rat denies her, she kind of catches eyes for Mike and starts pursuing him. She invites him over to the house and they go into the pool house and they bone and she gets <laughs> pregnant and he, she says that you have to pay for half of the abortion and then he is calling all his associates trying to scrounge up some money for 75 bucks to pay for the abortion and <sighs> he made 16 dollars in the first uh, in the first 15 like i know Van Halen money, Mama. Bud. <laughs> oh and he was supposed to give her a ride yeah and so he never showed up so she had to have her brother drive her to the bowling alley which but is across the street from the abortion clinic. She ran across the street and and uh, Brad saw her in the rearview mirror. And so he waited for her outside. And he was that was actually pretty yeah, cool. It was a big very, brother move. Yeah. But, uh, I can see why he's cool now. Yeah. And uh, so Stacy told Linda and Linda got mad. And so she did that to Mike's car. Wow. My mind is blown. Wow. The same Stacy <laughs> that gagged in the morgue. Yeah. The that's same Stacy. A yep. lot. I know. Yep. yep. And that all happened in like. The span of what? Five minutes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She she had a little hoe phase. This movie is only an hour and 30 minutes long, and we watched 30 minutes of it, and we didn't see literally any of the plot at all. <laughs> no, you no. didn't. This movie is like 10 minutes of plot. <laughs> yeah. My mind is literally blown. Yeah. 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 Well, Lindsay, Sapita, you are certainly broads. But I, I don't think you're that salty. I'm not going to lie. I think you're sweet. Oh, well, you should come oh, on to our show. Yeah, we would love to have you guys on. <laughs> yeah, 100%. No, but thank you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for waking up early to do this. You woke up at 7 a.m. your time to do this. Oof. Yeah. No, we didn't. We woke up at 6 to be well, here at yeah. 5.45. Because oh. I usually lay there and hate my life <laughs> for at least 15 minutes before I do anything. Mm-hmm. So Fair. I'm super glad that we, we got to meet both of you. Here is your final chance to tell the listeners why they should come listen to you. Where should they go? What are the things? We spend about an hour every week bickering about bullshit or trying to learn bullshit that breaks our heads. <laughs> and we can teach you a little about a lot. So I'm not sure how much you actually end up learning, but you always have a good time. Yeah, we are a good time. Yeah, that sounded sounded out exactly how it sounds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hope your tongues are ready. And every episode has a happy ending. It does, and it usually ends with a mighty Morphin Power Daddy. Mm-hmm. So it's true. People we would bone. Yeah, the list is long. <laughs> but if if you want to listen to us, we're uh, two salty broads. You can find us on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcast. Should people check out your any of your social media stuff? Yeah, or? yeah, we are at. Two salty broads. That's T W O salty broads, How do you spell and salty? we are on. Fuck off! <laughs> you goad them into promoting their show and then interrupt them while they're doing it. The fucking worst. Bella, nice and slow for the kids. C no. C U N. T W O S A. L T Y B R O A D S. Did Dude, I spell you, it right? You guys almost broke her right now. <laughs> yeah. Spelling B champ right here. Uh, but we are on Twitter, Instagram, and as of 
two TikTok. videos. Yeah, TikTok. Well, thank you both for being here. You're always welcome. And, and if you'll have us, we will certainly be on your show as well. We're two salty dicks. And we're coming your way. <laughs> Love it. Mm-hmm. Wow, David. Lindsay and Tapita were great. Glad we got to have them on. Two Funny Broads should be the actual name of their podcast. Yeah. I, we're changing it for them. We're changing mm-hmm. it for them. It's been changed. Now, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Let's wrap it up. What are we doing for center counts? What do we rank this baby? Uh, I'm going to base this off of what we saw. As you should. As I should. And I'm giving it a three out of seven. Nothing happens in the ends. There's like no plot, nothing. No. It's just, here's some kids, meet them. The last 15 minutes almost felt like the whole thing was just an epilogue. Yeah, like it, it like had nothing to do with the actual movie. And especially after talking uh, to Lindsay and Sapita, I think that's accurate. No storylines were wrapped up in the last 15 minutes or anything. Sounds like it was all done already. Yeah. I legitimately have no idea what to give this. Like, it, it's cool. There are a bunch of people who are big actors now. Spicoli's awesome. Mostly because you feel bad for him. Some of the comedy is so corny, though. That's the tough part about comedy. It ages so much more drastically than drama does. Agreed. And yeah, there's just no plot. It's like, it's this American Pie, but with Van Halen references and a girl trying to get it instead of Jason Biggs. Kind of feels like Kinda. it. Kind of. Kind of almost does. Spicoli's basically just this movie's Stifler. Yeah, and that would make Brad Hamilton Eugene Levy, if my math is correct. Yep, that's how all this works. <laughs> yep, that makes Judge Ryan hold Eugene Levy. Yeah, I, I guess I'm with you. I guess I guess a three. It's 40 years old. Anything that is that ancient getting any points from me is a win. So take that, Fast Times. You get a three out of seven from both of us. If we saw the whole thing, it might be a completely different story. But based on the first 15 and the last 15, we just missed like everything. Three out of seven. Glad we agree. Yeah. All right, David. Well, that's it for Fast Times for now. What do we got coming up? A center chat covering Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And we are going to discuss whether or not we would want to be a Supreme Court judge or Judge Reinhold. Ooh, spicy. Yeah, it should be interesting. Hopefully not too political and getting us canceled, but probably will. No, no, no. That will be fun. I'm excited for that. What do we have after that? Then after that, we're covering a new TV show. We're going to cover season one of Euphoria. Yeah. Season two came out semi-recently, but we're going back to season one. Yeah. Looking forward to that. I hear that there's a lot of nudity. Ooh, fun. Hopefully adding some penises to our potential nominees for the award show. Yeah, that should be like every choice we make from here to the end of the year should just be to fluff the numbers on the number of penises we've seen. (laughs) I think that's probably a good idea. Well, David, I'm looking forward to that. Again, if you could, if you enjoyed LNS today, go and check out their pod and their social medias. Yeah. They'll be in the show notes. Two salty broads. All right, David, it is a wrap. We have graduated from this episode. Ooh, and we're at the final dance. Here it is. Like that carrot between Linda's lips. It's always better than a Santa. Did you say it like that because you were gagging on the carrot? Was that the idea behind that? I mean, however anyone wants to interpret it, you know? Maybe I was gagging on a carrot.